Welcome to the Fit Body Secrets Podcast. I am Coach Cheryl, and my mission is to bring you all inspiration, education, and a ton of training tips to help you all be more successful on your fitness journey. Whether your goal is to lose body fat, build muscle, perform better, compete at your highest, or simply fix the hormonal and metabolic conditions that have held you back for years and years and years, I hope to offer you guys simple, science-based nutritional approaches that are going to help you finally see the results that you're looking for. If you get any value out of this episode or any of my episodes, please shoot me a DM, shoot me a review, let me know that you're listening because my mission is to help you be more successful. Enjoy the episode. Good morning and happy Tuesday. It is the Tuesday before Thanksgiving and I hope you guys are all getting ready for an amazing holiday season. It is definitely that time of year where we can definitely be more mindful of things and slow down a little bit and enjoy some time with our friends and family. Um, and today's episode has absolutely nothing to do with that. Um, in fact, actually, today's episode was kind of sparked by listening to Scott's recent episode, recent uh, uh, Scott's riffs, I think he calls it. Um, and it's something that I actually feel really passionate about talking about um, from my own perspective, my own personal journey with, you know, self-acceptance and understanding that I have to love myself the way I am and that changing my body is not going to make that relationship any better. Um, but really just coming down to wanting to actually express the importance of understanding where a lot of these people might be coming from that are, are talking about like the girls who eat movement or the body positivity and, and maybe some things that we can look at in a different lens in order to be more successful in living a healthy life in a body that we feel proud of, but actually is also optimal for our health and our well-being. And I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, there has to be a real understanding of there being an actual need to be at a healthier weight and, and that that should not come at a level of restriction. And that's where I think things kind of get a little bit taken out of context. So Today's episode is probably going to hit some people different ways. I am very aware of that. Um, but I want you guys to know that this is not in any way, shape or form coming from a place of judgment or, um, you know, it, it's full opinion and, and fully why I try and teach people how to eat and to walk away from dieting. And that's exactly what I'm going to start with is, is my own personal journey, right? So I, th I think if we can all think back to being kids, um, you know, I'm not sure how many of you guys grew up with parents that were on diets. I did. I had a mom that was doing Weight Watchers. I had an aunt that was doing some low calorie diet and she was running all the time. You know, I was exposed to things, you know, from a young age, um, in terms of, you know, my family often, a lot of them were overweight and, you know, I, I had this fear of gaining weight in every single summer when I would, you know, have the summer off and I would probably just be, you know, sleeping until noon and playing video games and then going outside and, you know, we would go school shopping and, and the realization of my clothes were, I was outgrowing my clothes. And, and part of that was natural, right? As we age, we're going to obviously be bigger, but part of it was also like insecurities of like, am I getting fat? Like, and, and I shouldn't even say getting fat because right. Fat is not a thing. It's a, it's something we have. It's not something we are, but you know, I, I noticed that I was not, you know, liking the way that my body was looking as I was growing up. And a lot of that, as I look back, came down to a lot of my eating behaviors you know, I tended to be the kind of person that would go for seconds. I would eat until I was really full. Um, I didn't eat the healthiest growing up. I eat pop tarts and macaroni and cheese and, 
you know, the standard American diet and didn't really, I wasn't really exposed to a lot of, you know, lean proteins and vegetables. That wasn't really a thing. And, and, and the reason I'm saying all this is because the only thing that I was really exposed to as a young adult was, okay, we're either dieting to lose weight, which means restriction, or we're eating whatever we want. And this is the big problem that is, this is where America is in the problem that we're in right now. And it's like looking at right now, going into the holiday season, this is where people are like, ah, oh, I can't do this right now because it's the holidays. I'm going to wait until January 1st. That's, that's not really the case that like our lifestyle should be in line with eating to satiate us from a mental and like, you know, obviously enjoyment perspective, but from a physical and nutrient need perspective. And I always say like, if I could think back to being a kid, if somebody had shown me proper nutrition outside of just the food pyramid, and I understood how things worked in my body, how much different would my early twenties be? Because that's where I really struggled with an eating disorder and, and falling into, you know, restrictive behaviors. So I think that the main thing is that, you know, knowing that like, we all have to realize that when we're trying to optimize our nutrition, that it should not only be for one goal of weight loss, that it should really be from a place of I'm trying to optimize to look and feel my best in life. And when I say performance, it's not just going to the gym and doing more thrusters. It's also like showing up in your daily job, showing up for your kids with enough energy, you know, like not, you know, walking around feeling like a slut all the time. Like that all comes from good, solid nutrition. And so I want to kind of take this episode, you know, to also talk about that kinds of stuff. So going back to the topic at hand, I'm going to start by talking a little bit about self-acceptance and, and I'm talking about this because I, I guess I should start by saying this body positivity movement that we have going on. Um, and what, what, what do I mean by this body positivity movement? It's this, it's this thought that like, we all just need to be okay with how we are, whether we're a hundred pounds overweight, whether we're 20 pounds underweight, whatever it is that we should be okay being exactly how we are and accepting ourselves the way we are that we should not feel imprisoned to change our body for making others accept us. And that being happy with who we are is what's going to make us happy overall. 100% I agree. Okay. Because I will say it over and over again. If you do not love yourself, you are not going to stick to the things you need to do to improve yourself. And self-improvement does not just come in the shape of eating to weigh less. It comes in the shape of actually promoting optimal health, um, even things that you're doing mentally to support your health, and even things that you're doing in other areas of your life. Maybe it's achieving business goals or pursuing you know, more education or having a family. If you don't love yourself, you are not going to be able to provide, you're, you're not going to be able to do those things optimally because you're always going to be operating in a place of like, depression in an essence, because happiness is where you actually, the, the journey is the happiness. So it's like, you have to accept where you're at. And that is also important for you guys to realize that self-acceptance is also recognizing that like, even though we might have things about us that we don't like, it doesn't mean we have to act out of disgust. We can act out of a place of improvement. And so, and I actually want to just pull up really quickly because I did go ahead and I looked up what is the definition of self-acceptance. Self-acceptance is an individual's acceptance of all of their attributes, positive or negative, the active state of understanding and recognizing one's own abilities and limitations. So this can come in so many different areas of our life, whether it's in the gym 
and you're timid and you feel you don't show up to the day that there's barbell because you don't want to be the person that can't lift heavy enough. Um, or you don't show up to the running days because you feel like you suck at running, you know, like you have to accept like, Hey, I suck at running. I want to get better at running. So guess what? The only way to get better at running is to accept that I suck at running and I'm going to work to improve it. And it's the same thing with our body, but for whatever reason, you know, people tend to think of our body so much differently. It's like, it's not, you know, it's never just this thing that we're trying to improve. It's this, oh my God, I'm disgusted in myself, or I have so much body positivity that I don't really care to change. I'm just going to accept myself the way I am and move on. So you have to have that self-acceptance, but self-acceptance does not mean you can't want to make improvements. And, and that's the main thing that I want you guys to understand with this whole body positivity stuff. So now going into some statistics here, because this is also a part of the problem, is that I think that, and I'm going to go into context, is that people need to realize that right now we are in a crisis situation, okay? Um, the statistics for obesity right now, I believe are 49% of Americans are obese or borderline obese. And that is not a good, that is not a good statistic. Why? Because obesity isn't just about how you look. It's not just about vanity. It's actually about the physical, hormonal, and health-related issues that being overweight and obese are creating. The stress you are putting on your body and the risk of, you know, dying earlier, of living an unhealthy, unfit life where you are going to be prone to chronic illnesses and diseases, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, cancer, blood pressure related issues, heart conditions, all of these things can happen from having too much body fat. And at, at some point, self-acceptance has to be the reality that like, hey, my habits are lining up with somebody who is not taking care of myself. It's essentially having a freaking Jaguar sitting in your driveway and you're pissing in the gas tank. You know, you're just feeding it whatever you want because you want to feed it whatever you want. And that's not going to give you the healthy lifestyle that you need. Now, I think what people assume is that this means that you have to live in some, you know, freaking Tupperware container and that you like can't eat any of the foods that you enjoy. Um, and there's another piece of this I'm going to go into, which is a big piece of it with this body positivity movement and all that stuff is we have to be looking for sustainable lifestyle changes and stop trying to look for the bullshit diets. And so I wanted to make sure that I kind of made that clear. So I kind of already mentioned, I have my, a couple of notes pulled up here. So the first thing I want to talk about before I go into the body, body positivity stuff more is like understanding like, okay, are you at risk for needing to lose weight for prop, you know, maybe having some health issues? How do we actually indicate that? So for those of you guys out there, all right, if you're, BMI, BMI is kind of like one of those numbers that people are like, oh, don't worry about your BMI. It's not as vindictive of your health as body fat percentage, but it is also very good for us to use as an assessment tool for those of you guys that maybe are overweight, you know, more than 20 pounds overweight is if you are looking at a BMI of 30 plus, you need to be prioritizing weight loss. That is actually a concern for your health. And that's not about body positivity and like loving yourself the way you are. You can certainly say and be happy with exactly how you are and still be working to get healthier. That is a huge thing that you need to realize. And then body fat percentage is probably the better way to look at this. And, and there is no optimal body fat percentage for anybody. But for most women, you know, being under 25% and for most men being under 20% is a healthy range. 
you know, there is a level where going too low in that body fat percentage is going to get unhealthy. But once again, that's going to be de dependent on the person's health and also where they feel their best. You know, if, if somebody wants to chase 10% body fat and it doesn't negatively impact their, their life, then go for it. They want to live that lifestyle. That's totally fine. I'm not saying that you have to live that lifestyle. So we want to make sure we are actually assessing where we're at and do we actually need to, you know, spend time losing weight. So, um, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee guys. All right. Now I'm going to kind of go into why I mentioned that and the whole thing here about this body positivity, girls who eat, yada, yada, yada. And I'm saying girls who eat, cause this is now a new thing with a new CrossFit athlete. And I, I love her for doing it. Girls who eat. Um, but I think it's taken out of context and this is huge for the demographic that she might be speaking to, or that those of you guys out there that might be listening to it is understanding that, um, the context of everything. And, and I'm going to, like I said, bring this into myself as well. Okay. When somebody struggles with their weight for years and years and years, in, in, in fact, maybe their entire life, they've dealt with, you know, people tell them that they need to lose weight or feeling like they, you know, can't eat anything that they want because they're always trying to diet or they have to listen to comments from people. It can really create a lot of mental issues, right? A mental instability of, of feelings about ourselves, self-esteem issues. Oh, I shouldn't really say mental issues, but really the self-esteem issues that could be triggered by other stuff. So when we talk about this girls who eat and, and this, you know, just eating whatever we want and, and not trying to be small. Absolutely. Okay. We should be learning how to eat to optimize. However, I think what happens to it's taken out of context is that people just assume that this means that they should be able to eat whatever they want and at whatever expense that, and, and this is where it gets taken out of context. And like, I think that for a lot of people to understand that a lot of these people that are speaking this way are coming from a place of food imprisonment that they have spent their life restricting calories and, and trying to lose weight. And that for them, they want to be able to live, to be able to say, guys, like, I don't have to limit my calorie intake anymore. I don't have to restrict my food. And, and that's so important for a lot of people out there to understand that that's the context of what they're speaking to. And I know I shouldn't say that because I know that I'm actually putting words into their mouth and I don't want to say that either. That's my interpretation is that a lot of these people have, they, they openly talk about having, you know, dealt with, you know, instabilities around food because of how they felt about themselves, you know, or, you know, feeling they always had to be on a diet and they don't want to live that life anymore. And I get that totally. Um, and so I want you guys to understand the context of that. Now, where I think that people can do better is understanding how to understand the difference between eating to lose weight and eating to optimize. And that is full heartedly what I believe in for people, because I think that what also has happened is that these people are forgetting the fact that the only thing that they've ever tried to optimize their body composition for health, for feeling good about themselves and all of those things is restrictive dietary protocols. Okay. So rather than focusing on teaching people that we need to find a more sustainable way to eat, to achieve the body we want to achieve or that we want to have, and that will allow us to feel our best and look our best. We don't have to go to these extremes. And that's where I want to shift gears here and offer my own opinion on how all of you guys out there be, should be looking at your nutrition. Okay. Now, as I've already said over and over again, it's okay to accept yourself and love yourself. We all should and say, Hey, 
I still want to make improvements. I know I can be better than this. That does not need to come with restriction. It does not need to come with self-disgust or self-hate. What it needs to come with is a level of patience and a level of education awareness or a, a level of need to develop educational awareness of what it looks like to eat optimally. Okay. What the fuck is healthy eating? It depends on who you ask. You ask a carnivore person, they're like, don't eat any vegetables. You ask, ask a plant-based person, they're saying, don't eat any meat. Okay. Here's my interpretation of healthy eating. And I thought about this morning as I was working out. So let me make sure I'm saying to you guys what I was thinking. All right. When it comes to healthy eating, all right, we should be feeding our bodies with enough nutrients to support overall body health. Okay. From a physical perspective, we've got enough protein, carbs, and fats. We've got enough micronutrients. Our body is optimized. We're not dealing with hormonal imbalances. This also comes with understanding that healthy eating isn't just the only thing that matters. Our lifestyle matters as well. So we can talk about stress management, getting in enough movement throughout our day, getting enough resistance training and all those things. So what is healthy eating? It is obviously part one, getting in enough of those things. Okay. Part two is also understanding that all foods are okay and that you should be able to eat all of them in moderation. Part three is the moderation piece and understand that we have to have some level of self-control around food, which comes into number four. And this is the last piece of this episode I'm going to talk about when, I, when we talk about the body composition or the body positivity, self-acceptance, girls who eat, yada, 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 is understanding that, and, I, and I'm not going to even talk about the girls who eat, but a lot of people who talk about their relationship with food and how they've had to stop worrying about calories and macros and all of these things. They like to talk about it coming from a place of it was mentally, uh, it was, I have a mental illness or that there's a mental perspective of this that they need to address. And absolutely. But as somebody who has struggled with an eating disorder, I want you guys to understand that the way we express ourselves with food has little to do with the food and our body and everything to do with the mental coping mechanisms that we're using. And so I think that the problem that I'm seeing with this is that they're being put together as one problem and they're two separate problems and that we need to separate our mental related disabilities or illnesses or struggles from our food relationship, or we should, I don't even like to call it a food relationship from what we eat. They need to be separate because at the end of the day, you know, just saying, I'm not going to ever try and work on optimizing my body for health, longevity, all those things, because it triggers me to act negatively is the wrong thing. Addressing the mental illness needs to happen. And I have been there and, and there are a lot of days where I'm still there all the time. There, I have thoughts that come through my head about things I used to do in the past and questioning, am I doing the right thing for myself? Or am I doing the wrong things for myself? but we can't couple those two together because they are separate. Okay. So if a person is using food as a way to cope with, you know, stress, depression, all those things, that is a problem that needs to be addressed. However, it doesn't need to be addressed by restricting your calorie intake. It needs to be addressed by understanding that you need to develop better coping mechanisms for dealing with those things. And that acting out on your body is not the way to do that. So I also need to separate the mental struggles from the food related issues, because the mental issue has to be addressed separate from the food issue. Now I can help with the food issue, 
I can also somewhat help with the mental issue. I'm going to be honest, but they have to come separate. So as I'm going to close out this episode a little bit, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about how I want you guys to think about nutrition from an optimal perspective. All right. And this is literally just, I talk about this all the time because it doesn't change. Nutrition is really simple. Okay. You do not have to go down these extreme paths to live your best life. You should not always be chasing fat loss when you think about putting food in your mouth. You should be focusing on how food is making you feel from a physical, emotional, and mental perspective. Okay, what is it triggering in you? How how are you showing up in your day-to-day life? Are you full of energy? Are you feeling guilty? All of these things matter when it comes to talking about nutrition. Okay, but when it comes to dialing in your nutrition to optimize your body for health perspectives, for body composition perspectives, whatever your goals might be. I don't care if you want to get 10% body fat or if you don't care to lose five pounds, whatever it is, okay? It should be coming from number one, okay? Understand you have to be putting good quality food in your body, whatever your goals are, okay? If you're happy with where you're at and you don't want to change anything or you're really looking to like dial things in and you want to feel good, you've got to be getting in good quality food. And that comes from lean proteins, veggies, starchy carbs, lots of fruits and vegetables, all these things that you guys should be eating on a regular basis, healthy fats. Okay. That should be the base and the foundation of everybody's diet, nutrition principles. Okay. Everybody needs to learn how to eat. Everybody's going to have a different amount of meals they want to eat in a day and a different, you know, timing of those meals. That doesn't matter as much as long as you are getting normal, you know, routine nutrition and you are feeling good and energized for your lifestyle. You're optimizing for what you do in your day-to-day life, how you like to perform your best. You don't have to fast to fix your, you know, insulin issues. You don't have to fast until, you don't have to fast ever, (laughs) you know, like, but if you want to fast, fast. Like if you don't like to eat in the morning, don't eat in the morning. Like it goes by what feels best to you. There should not be a rule in place for these things. Okay. Structure is important. Making sure you have structure and routine. But having rules around this should come from your own development of them, that you are a person that likes to eat at 12 o'clock, not six o'clock in the morning. That's a rule that you've created for yourself. Okay. So those rules are your structure that you've created. Not anybody else sets them. If you want to eat at nine o'clock at night, eat at nine o'clock at night. That's a bowl of cereal. It's a bowl of cereal. Okay. So getting in good quality food. Number two, understanding the purpose of calories and macronutrients in your nutrition plan when you are optimizing. It's not, I'm going to count macros for the rest of my life. It's, I'm going to take some time to understand what a percentage of calories and macros my body optimizes its best on. And guess what? If I want to lose five pounds, now I've got that tool and I don't have to restrict my calorie intake forever. I know how to go in and out of this fat loss phase. I know how to optimize my nutrition. Okay, so we have this understanding of calories and macros, not from a restricted perspective, but from a optimization perspective. Okay, guys, learning how to eat at maintenance is something that a lot of people are really uncomfortable doing. Why? That is so freeing. You know, talk about body positivity, self-acceptance. Why not learn how to optimize your body where it's at? Guarantee you a lot of the cravings and stuff you have are going to go out the window. So I didn't even touch on that, but I probably should. That often, you know, we have to really, we'll go down that rabbit hole. Maybe we'll, maybe we will go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Number three is understanding that like you can enjoy a cupcake 
and the cookie and dessert and pizza with your friends and eating out socially and having a couple of drinks. That is part of your nutrition plan. That is not a, when I lose this five pounds, I'm then going to be able to go out with my friends. That's not the way it works. In fact, we are in the week of Thanksgiving. All right. Thanksgiving is part of the plan. Christmas is part of the plan. The holiday season is no different than any other season because every season we have something that comes up, an anniversary, a wedding, a birthday, a vacation. There's always something that's going to pop up. Okay, this season is no different. You've got to learn how to eat and live your life without feeling restricted, without feeling like you have to wait until you're losing that five pounds. A lot of these people that are, are putting up these, these thoughts of like, just accept yourself and don't worry about the diets are also the anti-diet culture is because they've lived their life that way. They've lived their life chronically avoiding living because they were on a diet or telling themselves that they're not going to diet this week and they're going to get back on track when they get home and they're going to do some crazy fast. Drop all of that bullshit and realize that if you want to look and feel your best, you can do those things. You don't have to go down these extreme rabbit holes. Social eating and living your life right now in the moment is part of the journey. Okay. So food quality matters, understanding calories and macros from an optimization perspective and how to tweak that. And then understand that your lifestyle and the way you live your life while you're trying to optimize should be no different than when you're not. Okay. Number four is that you just have to understand that while you're in the process of dialing things in, you are going to have more of an awareness of nutrition. You are going to be spending more mental energy on it. And that should be a finite procedure. It should not be something that you do forever, that you should have breaks throughout your year where you're not having to focus on nutrition because you've spent so much time working on it. Now, this is where intuitive eating comes into play. Okay. Because if you've spent six months dialing in your nutrition, you should intuitively, when you walk away from it, be pretty much choosing the exact same things. And your body is going to be pretty intuitively feeling good and satiated on the same amount of food without having to actually account for it. Okay. So that's really, really important for you guys to understand. So main thing that I want you guys to understand here from this episode is that if you guys are looking at a lot of these anti-diet cultures, eating whatever you want, girls who eat, whatever it is, I want you guys to understand that be empowered by those statements because 100%. We need to be able to understand that we should be learning the power of optimizing nutrition and feeling good and not being restrictive. However, it does not mean that there might not be a need for you to actually change your body composition, that you might be carrying extra body fat. So asking yourself, where am I at on this journey? What is my BMI? What is my body fat percentage? Am I at risk for health concerns? Am I actually feeling my best throughout my day? Do I have hormonal imbalances? Because guess what guys? excess body fat is one of the biggest causes of that. So do I have issues that I need to get addressed? Okay. If you are one of those people and you know that you do need to change your body composition to improve health, or you just want to, because you want to look a little bit leaner, that is okay. Okay. Now here's my take on a different situation or a different way on this. I'm going to close up on this is that rather than looking at these restrictive behaviors that a lot of these people are telling you guys to walk away from. Okay. They're right. Walk away from that bullshit. Realize that there's a better way, a way that does not require a lot of restriction, a way that allows you to live your life and feel good in the process, in the journey, a way that allows you to empower yourself with confidence in what you're eating and knowing that you are doing the right thing for your body mentally and physically. 
And that is learning moderation and a sustainable method. And that is what we teach. And I teach that full heartedly because I believe in it. In fact, on my Instagram profile, it even says, I teach people how to eat, not how to diet. Because that is my goal. Nothing changes in your diet when you go from fat loss to performance to longevity. The only thing that changes is the focus on how much we're eating. That's the only thing that matters. And what's so important in this process is understand that I always look at how are you feeling physically, mentally, and emotionally, because those things matter as well for knowing when a person needs to shift in those toggles. That allows me to see, hey, you've lost 15 pounds. You're fatigued. It's time for you to stop trying to lose weight. Girl, you look great. Move on. Let's teach you how to eat now. Let's bring those calories up. Let's optimize. And that is so freeing. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you guys. Um, like I said, I know I kind of went off on a couple of different tangents because it's something that I feel like it's just so hard to really stay focused on one area of it. But the main thing is, is I understand that like it is okay to want to change your body and still love yourself. Have a great day and have a great Thanksgiving.